welcome to another episode of Weirdo Magnet. I'm Kelly, and I'm here with Jimmy. Hello. And uh, we're going to talk about some stuff like we normally do. We don't really know what we're going to talk about today. We think maybe cell phones? No, I think we should start with phones. Phones, okay. With cords. much the uh focal point of every household <laughs> um well i just think they're kind of the barometer of technology yeah would you care to elaborate well i mean i remember the first phone i had growing up and it was on the wall and it was uh it was literally the dial kind right and if you screwed it up then you had to start all the way over we had one of those when I was a little kid, when my parents were married, um, because they got divorced when I was six. So when I was about, I don't know, four or five, we lived out in the country, we lived on a farm, and we had the, it's called rotary, rotary dial, right? So it really took like 10 minutes to make a call, so you really had to be dedicated. And yeah, if you miss a number, you just gotta wheel that thing around. <laughs> you gotta hang up and start again. And it was long. Chris Rock has a bit about that. Like, you better not be calling 911 because you're just gonna be dead by the time you can't get through that call. <laughs> That's so true. Um, uh, this is a little fast forward, but what I wanted to say about cell phones is that because I was a teenage girl in the house with two boys, my mom was a single mom, and she was just busy for some reason i was the designated phone answerer like i just wanted to answer the phone desperately oh my god someone's answer I'd run literally run like i would jump out of bed because the phone was ringing and run to the phone and uh the phone was ringing and my brothers were inevitably somebody was in trouble and my mom six o'clock in the morning the phone is ringing so i hop out of bed and i'm running to the phone and i hear my mom in, the, in her room yelling who's dead who's dead someone's dead who's dead <laughs> because who's calling at six in the morning uh, it turns out it was my younger brother. He'd run out of gas. My mom, I, my mom and I had to go pick him up. He passed through gas stations on his way to run out of gas because yeah. he was trying to get to this certain gas station. Didn't really work out. Um, but that was a, not even a cordless phone yet. I don't think we ever got the cordless phone, actually. My, my brother once uh, locked himself out of the car when he was uh, at an interview at a at a Mexican, a Tex-Mex restaurant called Casa Lupita. Uh-huh. And it was, it, the car was running. He locked himself out of the car while the car was running. I have done that. <laughs> I was in, uh, I don't know, I was in college and I was going to OCC, it was community college. Uh-huh. And it was winter, so I was warming up the car and somehow I locked it. And so I called AAA and the guy on the other end of the phone starts laughing at me. He was like, <laughs> I, he said, I hope you have a lot of gas because I can't be there for like a half an hour. And it was just running in, in the driveway. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll hang out, because what are you going to do? Right, right. It's not right. like you could call anyone. Uh, yeah, lots of things with cell phone, because we, at some point in my junior high time, we got what was called call waiting. Wait, wait, wait. So you yeah. called him from a cell phone? No, no, I called him from the house. Like, oh, I was okay. going to go to college, and I was warming up the car. It was winter, so I, you know, was warming up the car, but I probably locked it, because, I don't know, I thought someone would break in while it was in the driveway. Okay. And so it was running, and um, I didn't have a cell phone, but the car right. was running, and it was on. So then I went to get in the car, and I realized I had locked myself out. So I went in the house, used the house phone, I was like, hey, I locked myself out. And then right. the AAA guy laughed at me. He said, I hope you have gas. I'll be there in a half an hour. Yeah, my brother must have called from the restaurant. Okay. Like, 
the, he was going to have an interview and then he had to use the restaurant <laughs> phone <laughs> to call my parents to say he locked himself out and the car was running. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Uh, yeah, and then uh, call waiting was a big deal. Oh, yeah, it was. And when we got that, my mom was like, oh, it's this new thing, call waiting. So then, yeah, uh, for youngsters, basically you'd be on the phone and you'd hear a beep in your ear. And then that meant someone else was trying to call you on the other end. So you would, like, presumably want to check. Sometimes if you're really into the conversation, like if somebody had a crush on you, just ignore the beep. beep. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Grandma's trying to call you to tell you she broke her hip, but beep. Beep. But you had no idea who was calling. Right, me. you had no idea. So you just pres- you you most of the time I would usually say I would click over quick and do the etiquette like oh I'm on the phone I'll call you back, um, but sometimes I would just blatantly ignore that if I was talking to someone. That I thought it was terribly rude. Uh, uh, yeah, annoying. I thought it was terribly annoying when that thing would start because yeah I mean we had the rotary and it had it was in the kitchen on the wall, and maybe my parents had a, a phone in their. No, they did, it, we had one phone in the house. We had one phone as well. And it had long cord, and if you walked kind of around the corner, you could go into the dining room and close the door. Right. But the rest of the dining room was open to the other side of the hallway, so everyone could still hear you yeah. unless you whispered. Yeah. And those phones weren't, you know, they weren't that sensitive, so you couldn't really whisper too much. Privacy was a premium, and I remember, you know, as a teenage girl, that's all you want to do is talk on the phone. Yeah. Like 24 hours a day. So my mom, I would often talk to Connie on the phone, who at the time... You've, you've known Connie that long? Since we were six, yeah. I think we should stop and make sure this is working. Okay. Oh, it looks like it's working. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, audience, we're having technical difficulties. Anyways, yes, Connie and I have known each other since we were six. And so when we were in junior high, I remember, like, we would both get yelled at. My, her mom, we were on the phone one time, and she's like, she's a local, hang up, Because, <laughs> like, I could have walked down to her house for the right, amount of right, time right, I was right. talking on the phone. And then my mom, when I... When I was older, I had to pay for my phone bill because long-distance calls were still a thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was like a big deal. And I don't, I mean, looking back, I don't know who I was calling long-distance, but somebody. And I kept running up the phone bill. And then my mom would be like, you're going to pay for that. What are you doing? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You're always on the phone. It's like the never-ending, like, kids always on the phone. And those kids that had their own phone line in their bedroom, forget it. I thought they were, like, the richest oh, people. Oh, they were. They were the richest people in the world. <laughs> I remember we had... You know, my both of my parents are from Texas, and we were living up north. So, like, when my grandma would call long distance, that was, like, a big deal. And you wouldn't want to talk to her too long because it was too expensive, you right. know? Right, yeah. But, uh, and then you could dial the uh, the weather. Right, and the time of day. Time of day. It's like, at the, time, at the tone, the time will be 4.52, beep. And there was, a, there was a joke, a joke a day line, I too. I don't remember the joke. I don't think I ever called that. There was the one nine hundred porn lines. <laughs> For some reason, my younger brother. So we had an answer machine at some point because this was at the height of technology. Uh-huh, like an uh-huh. answer machine with the cassette. Right, and so the the thing was, of course, to make like funny outgoing messages. Right, right, right. And my younger brother, for whatever reason, he could imitate Ronald Reagan very well. <laughs> so he used to like to imitate Ronald Reagan, and be like, "Hello," like whatever. I can't do it, but basically, our answer machine was Ronald Reagan asking you to leave a message. For a while. Um, so, yeah, novelty. Answer machine messages were a thing. Well, I just remember uh, it, it was, we didn't have cable TV either. I mean, we were kind of late on that, I think. But, uh, you know, after a certain time of night, they would play, like, the sexy uh, commercials with the 1-900 number oh, on right. it. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. 
And it was just like centerfolds, like laying in bed and stuff like that. <laughs> they talking to you? They was this like pre phone sex? Did you ever call it? I never called one of those. Yeah. I probably, I got in trouble in eighth grade, not for that. Uh-huh. But me and my girlfriends were like, I was having a slumber party. It's classic, like you make prank phone calls. Yeah. And we prank called some dude. And apparently this guy had been getting prank phone called for months. And so his <laughs> phone was being bugged. And Oh, bugged? Or something, because I'm not even joking. Like, I was getting ready for school, like, a couple days later. Like, I'm, like, 12. And this cop calls and says, um, hi, I'm from blah, 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 Oakland County, yada, yada. And I'm thinking, oh, shit, what did Shane do now? Which is my older brother. He was getting in trouble a lot. Uh-huh. And uh, he was calling for me, because whoever we pranked <laughs> phone called, they thought, they're like, we traced some phone calls to you. traced the phone. Now, thinking back, I don't, I, I don't even know how this could have happened, but... Maybe he just wanted to scare some girl, teenage girls. Mm-hmm. But he, the cop, I'm I'm so obedient that the cop basically says to me, you're in trouble, I need you to give me your mom's phone number at work. Because he has to speak to my mom. Oh, man. And he tells me he's a cop. And I don't even, I don't even just hang up. Like, what was he going to do if I hang up? Nothing, right? Probably, yeah. But I'm obedient, so I give him my mom's phone number at work. <laughs> it's like 8 in the morning. So this cop calls my mom, and I'm still getting ready for work. Now I'm sweating, I mean work, school. <laughs> And I'm like sweating bullets. A few minutes later, my mom calls, bit me back, and she's like, tell you, what did you do? And I was like, I'm sorry, I was making phone calls with my friends. I start crying. She's like, go to school. I'll talk about this later. So I go to school. I don't know. I think we had a talking to, but basically this guy, they cracked some ring because he'd been getting prank called by somebody, and somehow my number got involved. But I was like the last line of defense. Uh, like, I never wasn't doing it for months. I just happened to call this guy. Right, right, right. So, I, in retrospect, I think the cop was just trying to scare me yeah. into never making a prank phone call, which I didn't. We I, used to prank call all <laughs> the time. And, like, we would just, you know, phone book, we would look them up, and mm-hmm. the white pages were the, the people, and the yellow pages were the businesses. Right. So, we would look up, you know, we'd just open it up, put our finger down, and so we knew the person's name when we called, because their name was right next to the phone number. Right. Remember? It was alphabetical. Yeah. So we just, oh, we call and bullshit. I even have recordings of those still. Right, so that's like pre, I think it was called Jerky Boys? I mean, that, that yeah, bit yeah, yeah. has been done for a million years now. Like, yeah. they all do that. Well, I had bought this thing at Radio Shack that was like a suction cup that you put on the phone receiver. Because okay. it was like that big, heavy thing. Yeah. And uh, I hooked it to a tape recorder. And, like, we'd record us calling these people. <laughs> yeah. And then I had... Like, which I'm still in love with and I'm doing the comedy stuff with, the Casio SK-1, which, like, you can go, hello, and then, hello, 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 uh, yeah. you know? And, oh, God, we used to use that. I still have some really funny ones from that time period. You should, are they on cassette? Yeah, they're still on cassette. They're, they're in the storage space. Because I just read a thing yesterday or day before, the Walkman, the original Walkman's 40 this year. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. That doesn't make me feel old, but anyway, um... So I assume there's going to be a cassette version, so you could actually get your old cassettes and... Oh, I have a cassette player still. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Anyways, I, yeah. so I still have that from... My only cassette was like, you know, when they came out with clear, like, super, like, clear, and you could see all, like, they, they were uh-huh. multicolored, and they uh-huh. were so cool, so I'd be making mixtapes of, like... <laughs> oh, yeah, we used to call the radio. Yeah. And then you'd wait, and the, the like, pre-internet, Spotify, mm-hmm. any of that. So we'd, uh... You keep putting that there. Uh, I'll hold it. Yeah, we you'd call the radio, 
and then you'd wait until they announced the song, and then quickly you'd record it yeah. so you could make a mixtape with your favorite songs. Yeah. And then usually, for me, I was always making a mixtape, some unrequited love of some boy I had a crush sure, on, sure. and the boy wasn't going to hear it, but I was like in my bedroom crying with the door closed with all, <laughs> <laughs> with all my posters of whoever, Kirk Cameron. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, even, uh, let's see, it must have been like 1994 or 5, again, pre-internet. What's that? Check it. Oh, make sure check. we're still recording. Yeah, we're still recording. Kudos to the iPhone yeah, 10. This, this what do you got there, Jimmy? A 10? I got the 10, and then the next week the 11 came out. <laughs> Turn it up to 11, yeah. motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> so I was working at a library in the, the multimedia section where you, they rented VHS tapes and cassettes, and I think we had CDs, but it was like a treasure trove. Like, I could make mixed tapes because right. all this stuff was here. It was, it was like I was in the internet, kind of. <laughs> right. Well, the, the magic of the library continues, as we just talked about earlier. People are baffled about the library. Like, what? Like, you know, the, I don't think you watched it, or did you, the Ken Burns documentary that just came out about country music? I haven't seen it yet. So a friend of mine was talking, we were talking about it, and he was like, oh, I don't have cable. I said, I don't have cable either. I'm watching it on PBS while it happens. But PBS is like, you know, live. So it was, there's no commercials. And I've been watching all this. I said, well, you can always get it out of the library. He's like, that's going to take 100 years. Well, I was at the library yesterday, and it's out. Yeah. So, I don't know. People, old technology still works. Like, it's okay. You just have to wait a little bit. But, like, you can get it on DVD and other things. I'm a mix of... New and old, because if I can get it for cheap, for free, new, I'll just do that. Yeah. It's like uh, when you and I work together and we... So Jimmy and I did a commercial for... the hell was that for? Which one? <laughs> for the Ford, for the... When we did the colors campaign and it was like animation before that was that like was, a bit... That was Mercury. Right. They Mercury. don't even make those anymore. No. Okay, so we're... Yeah. So, um, when we were doing that... Uh-huh. What the hell is the point of this? Oh, so that producer and that creepy girl. So. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> those two people. Um, basically, Jimmy and I are the creatives that have to do the project. And then there is a, uh, like, production house. What would you call her? She was, like, a host. She's a pretty girl that her whole job is to wine and dine clients. And then our producer on the project um, apparently took a liking to her. And inevitably me and she would be wanting to take us all out to lunch really she wanted to take him to lunch and we and i were just we'd have to tag along background and it was ridiculous like the their, their conversation was insane that whole the girl was talking about oh i want to what was it some book she's like where would i get that and the producer they're in the front seat we're in the back he's like oh He's baffled, and you and I are both like the library. And she's like, "Oh, old books are gross. I don't like old books." <laughs> I, I, uh. And then we went to the Emory, remember? In yeah, Ferndale. Yeah. She's like, "Oh, there's a lot of wood. I like wood." <laughs> I think she was flirting. <laughs> yeah. I think that was her way of flirting. Yeah, but it wasn't working on me. Like, no, it was. It was pretty sad. There's no free lunch that's worth that. Uh uh-uh, uh. Uh-uh. But but yet we were with them a lot. Sadly. During the duration of that project. So, yeah. Um, phones. What else can we talk phone. about? Phone. I did get a phone in my room. But that was that was much later. 
And it was still had a cord and everything. So you could call Jesus? Mm-hmm. I knew he came from a religious upbringing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't remember who I would call. I mean, a lot of my fo- my friends didn't. Oh, no, I remember. we. I'd call my friend and we'd be watching broadcast TV together. And we'd barely say anything. And then you'd be like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Me and Connie did that when I went away to college. We would watch Letterman at night together. Mm-hmm. Like, we would both watch it. I had a big crush on David Letterman. Um, he's just irreverent humor and smart. Uh, I, I look past the gap tooth. Anyway, <laughs> we would be on the phone together. Yeah, same thing. We wouldn't really talk. And then be like, oh, my God, that was so funny. But, like, we would sit on the phone for an hour. Yeah. Which is charming until you're paying, like, whatever you are a minute. Because... When I went away to college, the whole there was no cell phones, and then the long distance phone thing, you would get like a it was called a calling card. Do you remember those? Yeah, yeah. With prepaid minutes, so then when I got hip to those, at least I could call her without like spending minutes. But then I would save up for my paychecks from like the hockey rink and stuff. And um, what but, hockey rink? Uh, at college, the you worked ho- at a hockey rink. You don't know this? Did think- you work on one of them Zim? Zimbabwe? Zimbabwe? No. Uh, Zimbabwe is a country. No, Zimboni. 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 <laughs> Not the Zimbabwe. <laughs> Zimboni, no. I was in the concession stand, so I sold the hot dogs and stuff. Uh, I think I talked about this in the um, name tag deck, but that doesn't matter because no one listens to us. No, but uh, obviously I don't either. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Kelly's talking. Blah, blah. That's the key to our friendship. Womp, womp. I'm not listening. Um, no, yeah, so I worked at the hockey rink. I worked in the concession stand. And so during the, you know, breaks of the game, I would be like hot dog, hamburger in that little booth. Mm-hmm. And um, one time they sent me out there with a little metal basket. You know, you got the snacks, like, wrapped around your neck. No. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, they sent me out there. I said, I, I really can't do that. And they're like, oh, come on, be a good sport. I go, no, you don't understand. I'm notoriously clumsy. I cannot. <laughs> like, it'll be fine. You'll be fine. I'm like, all right. So I'm out there. I'm like, hot dog, M&M's. Like, I'm doing the whole thing. So if, yeah. I'm, if I'm doing it, I'm going to do it, right? This kid, like, behind me, is like, get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, I'm out of here. So I just stood back down, and I went back, and I'm like, and someone else is like, you're back awfully quick. I'm like, you go out there. I'm done. And so, yeah. Um, but I only did that for, like, a year. But that was pretty fun, actually. I, I forget how we got there. To where? The hockey rink? Yeah. Yeah. You were calling somebody long distance? Connie. You were saving up College. money. Yeah, I was saving money. Yeah, I bought one of those cars cause, cards because my, uh, my brother lives overseas. Mm-hmm. And, like, you didn't want to call long distance, especially overseas. Right. So I'd have one of those cards to call him. Yeah. So how long has he lived overseas? Oh, 20 years or more. Okay. So where does he live exactly? Albania. Albania. The uh, capital city. Of, it's called Tirana. Okay. Have you been to visit? I've been there twice. And it's really beautiful. Does Maggie go too? Your wife? Maggie went once. We went for my brother's wedding. Okay. What kind of flight are we talking? Like 20 hours? Like what's Yeah, the... uh, first time I went, we flew, we stopped in Zurich. And then the second time when Maggie and I went, we stopped in Rome for like, we had a layover for like a day and a half. Okay. Did you see the Pope? Uh, I didn't see the Pope, but we did go to the Vatican. Nice. Oh, and, is that where you guys got lost in the catacombs together? Uh, we didn't get lost in the catacombs. We we got lost in uh, St. Peter's Basilica, I believe. Okay. 
And we both at the same time decided that we weren't going to go back to the hotel. We were just going <laughs> to keep wandering and we ran into each other somehow. Yeah, that's romantic. And so that we both equally gave up on each other and yeah. then somehow ran into each other in Italy. Or yet knew that that's what the other one would do. You're not. You're both independent enough to like just be like, well, I don't know where he is, so I'm just gonna do what I want. Yeah, I guess maybe. I, I, I kind of think that. I mean, as opposed to like those couples that grocery shop together, that really confounds me. Yeah. Do you and your wife grocery shop together? I have, but not in a long time. Yeah. To be honest, uh, Esther, our middle daughter, loves to grocery shop. Does she? And last time we did the delivery from uh, Meyer. We do that quite often. Instacart. Yeah, because we're. Yeah. When I came to see you this summer, um, Esther fetched us some food because we didn't plan very well and then we were drinking and then we were hungry and there was no dinner. Yeah, she loves to grocery shop. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense to me, but I'm fine with it. <laughs> and she likes to drive. Mm-hmm. She's gotten much better at that. Yeah, that's good. And what grade is she going into? She is a senior. Okay. Oh, we're in uh, a few weeks we're going to New York to look at colleges. She really wants to move to New York, obviously. Yeah. And then she'll have to call us. We yeah. video chat a lot with our oldest daughter in Chicago. Yeah. FaceTime. Uh-huh. Yeah, even that's different. I had an interview one time, but this was pre-FaceTime, so it was like over Skype, and everybody <clears throat> yeah. doesn't do that. So I had to go to this random Kinko's on <laughs> Northwestern Highway. And I couldn't find it, and I was, like, stuck in that, you know, from that area, it's, like, Southfield, and so it's, like, North Eastern Highway and, like, 10, and anyways, it's, like, that giant circle, and I just kept going around and around in the wrong, uh, short, long story short, I was, like, 20 minutes late, so that didn't really bode well for the interview, but no. they were all nice, because they only had rented the room or whatever, the space for an hour, so then we had, like, 30 uh. minutes, and I don't know if they, in interviews, if they asked men the stuff, like, how are we going to handle moving away? I'm like, that's not for you to worry about. If I didn't think I could do it, I wouldn't be applying for no, the job. No, no, they definitely would ask me stuff like that, and I would definitely lie to them. Yeah. Because they, they knew I had a family. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, you know, if, you know, if it was spring or whatever, I'd be like, you know, the family gets out of school. We're very excited. We're looking forward to it. My wife has uh, maybe an opportunity. Just complete BS. Right, so they do that to everyone. Yeah. I think they just worry that you'll move there and you won't like it and you'll move home. Right, which could happen. Whether whatever they whatever they want to sell you about it, it you can't control that. We're human. No. You might move to Boston because I had three interviews in Boston. I thought I might move to Boston, but you know, Boston was pretty uptight. Yeah. I still would have done it, but uh, the jobs did not pan out. But regardless, because one of them was a big agency, um, it was Arnold, and they at the time they did like that cruise line and something else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Iggy Pop song, the Lust for Carnival Life. Cruise. Yeah. That song's about heroin. Yeah. <laughs> and cruising. And cruising. Cruising with heroin. Yeah. So good for Iggy. Yeah, when I was uh, trying to move to New York or trying to get a job in New York. From on Detroit. The, uh, from Detroit, I yep. would. Uh, and the, the phone interviews or whatever, I'd be like, oh, yeah, we're moving there, like, you know, in the summer. So it'd be great if uh, a job worked out, too. Which, we were not going to move there until I got a job. I would just kind of... Say that. Say that, so it made... It sounded like I was already in motion. Right. It is weird, though, that people put their prejudice or their negativity on it before... Like, it's really up to the individual, Unless they've had a chronic problem of people like, oh my god, this is terrible, I want to leave. 
Yeah, well, I think, well, for me, it was always questioning, would the family be all right if we moved? Well, that's funny because I get the same question because I'm single. Yeah. Like, oh, well, you're all alone. I'm like, I'm acutely aware of that That's every weird. day of my it life. It seems like they would be more comfortable with that. Right, no, because they're like, oh, but I see you're not married. And I'm like... They would say that to you? Yeah, well, they subtly, they can't really say that, but they would be like, oh, and so it's you and... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm like, myself? <laughs> I remember one guy blatantly said, well, you're single, so how could you possibly move across the country by yourself? I get Fuck really, that guy. I get really pissed off. I politely said, I assure you I can handle it or else I wouldn't be interviewing here. I said, um, I didn't know anybody when I moved to Atlanta to go to grad school, and that worked out great. That was probably the best thing I did in my life because it got me onto the path of advertising. So I'm a person that can take a risk and see what happens and sure. be okay with it. But, yeah, he literally said that to me. Oh, my God. No, I would bring up the kids and my wife as soon as humanly possible because... As a white male, you get paid more if you bring that up. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I would play every card I could. <laughs> and I obviously, I would just lie. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the next time I have a job interview, I should be like, hashtag me too. <laughs> just throw that see, in there. See what happens. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I'm, I'm hearing more and more that um, they're hesitant to hire women at all because like, they don't want to promote them into some type of leadership role because they don't want women to have to travel with men and then have a... Me too friction. Oh my god! But if everybody can, everybody can keep it in their pants. I don't see why they can't have a a professional working well, relationship. That isn't that exactly what feminism is against? <laughs> yeah, and that's what it's supposed to be. Uh, feminism to me is supposed to be everyone gets to make their own decision and yeah, be in control of their own life. Exactly. And uh, you know, you and I got paired up at work, and then it evolved into an outside of work friendship. But it's never been a weird like. Anything. Uh-huh. I mean, you and I independently are weird. Uh-huh. Perhaps together we're weird. That's <laughs> probably why we get along. Uh-huh. But there's never been anything weird. Mm. Back to calling long distance. Yeah. I had a girl I went to prom with. She was a Russian foreign exchange student <laughs> and had a, a twin sister. We all... I, I went to prom with twins. And their names were... <laughs> Let's just, Katia, let's just call one of them. Oh, I think one of them was that. <laughs> Natasha. I'm just thinking of, um... God, if she hears that, she'll be upset at me. Yeah, because our audience of podcast is five. No, because she got a hold of me uh, through Facebook a year or two ago, and she said she always loved me. Oh, that's so sweet. It would, it would be creepy if she lived in the States or near me, but seeing as she lives across the world, it seemed like a nice thing you to say. You didn't find it romantic? Uh, seeing as I've been married for over 20 years, it didn't really... But no, I mean, if, if she lived in Michigan, right? then I would be really scared right, about Right, but that. you can be married and still find it flattering. Or did you just find it creepy? I'm just gauging for myself. Right, right, so that right. If I suddenly feel compelled to tell my own prom date, which I won't because he was an asshole, but if I was compelled to be like, oh, I've always loved you. Like, I just think women can't... Women cannot say those things to men without sounding like a creepy weirdo. Well, can, men, can men say that to women and, and seem okay? No, but it's more <laughs> socially acceptable for men to say these things than women are to say I would to never men. say that to somebody. <laughs> Especially knowing that I, I'm married with kids right. for a long... And, God, I mean, prom was... I don't know. A long, so you long were, you time ago. You were 16 ago. or 17, I presume. Yeah, that was like 93. 
43 40, or something. You're going to be 45? Yeah, yeah, okay. So, okay, I'm 30 years. I'm sorry, Talia. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> you I'm can edit joking. that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, back to the point. She yeah. was calling me from Russia. Okay. Uh, and... Wait, wait, how did you get your phone number? Well, she had my phone number. It was, it was, I was, this is back in the day. Okay. We went to prom. Her and her sister, the, uh, the thing was over. They went back to Georgia, you know, and, uh, she would call me at my parents' house on the phone with the cord. Right. And I, I was like, uh, this must be expensive. And she's like, no, I'm calling from work. She was calling from like McDonald's or some fast food restaurant. In Russia. In Russia. To talk to you. To talk to me. Oh, so you, so you kept in, so this girl really cared to torture you for a while. Well, like Apparently. the second or third time, I was like, oh, you call me from work? She's like, no, I'm using my, my boyfriend's calling card. Oh, boy. <laughs> It's not working out for Boris or whatever his name, <laughs> Boris. <laughs> whatever his name was. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Well, obviously she's not the one that got away for you. Oh, but... she was great. Uh, it didn't, you know, we were just hanging out though. We never even really, what I would say, dated. You know. Yeah. But interesting that she's still all this time later. Still, but she's when she contacted you recently, like a year ago, she's married. No, she's uh she's divorced now. Okay. She's thinking back on her life. Maybe she is. Maybe she is. But obviously she knows you're happily married. Happily. Ish. I'm <laughs> just joking. <laughs> um yeah, this is what happens when you just fly off the cuff. So we've covered our phone thing. We didn't really. There's plenty of stories, but maybe that was boring. I don't know cuz I don't know how yeah, I don't know how much people care about our phone thing. Well, well, should I tell the story about when I accidentally texted my coworker, I love you? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, um, this was, I didn't have an iPhone. I think I had a Motorola flip phone. So you had to, wait, wait, you had to punch in like. I had to punch it in. and then You had, you had to, to do three times uh, to get the C on the yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And it was Christmas and I texted, the message was, Merry Christmas, I love you. And I meant to send it a group text to like ten of my friends. One, her name was Amy. Above her was this guy named Adam that I worked with. Well, I accidentally said I wanted to send it to Adam, not Amy. So uh, I sent out the Merry Christmas, I love you. Five minutes later, ding! I flip open the phone. You love me? Question mark. And then I was like, oh fuck. So then I look and I'm like, oh shit. And meanwhile, I had a crush on this dude, but I really didn't love him. So it was Freudian? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and so then him and I had a nice chat about it. He thought I was his ex girlfriend, wanted to get back together, oh, I had to no. crush his dreams and tell him, no, I'm just your. And I'm like, I just think you're nice. Just want to be friends? Yeah, sorry about that. Because obviously I couldn't even parlay that into, but maybe you want to get coffee. You could have. I could have, but he already told me he was waiting for his ex girlfriend to respond. You should have said, "Let's hang out and talk about her more." <laughs> right. Ooh, we could tell that story about. Remember when you and I were hanging out at the Hat Trick Pub bowling alley by my house, uh -huh. and we came across those Kino cards, and that number said, "Call me," and I was just drunk enough that you were like, "You should call that number." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I did. And then me and the person on the other end of the line. We kind of hit it off, right? Yeah, a little bit. Did like, you ever meet him? 
I did not, not in person. Oh. He was a man. We did exchange photos, and then he asked me how old I was, and then I lied. He lied. And he, he probably said you're lied. older than you are. I, <laughs> I think I said I was thirty something, and he was like twenty eight. Uh-huh. And then I sent him a picture because obviously we don't know what each other looks like. He was handsome enough. Um, and then I think actually we agreed that we would have a drink sometime, but then we never followed through. Oh, that's too bad. That could have been a great romantic story. <laughs> I know. I kept his phone number. I could actually text him now. Be like, hey, I'm at the hat trick. <laughs> hey, what's up? What's up? <laughs> Remember me th- from three years ago? He thought it was funny because his friend wrote, like, call me on all the cards. Yeah, I did that you, once to a friend. I was going to say that's something you do to me. Is it five? I think we should conclude our um, po- today's podcast episode. Uh, thanks everybody. That was another episode of Weirdo Magnet. Um, I hope you'll tune back in. Hopefully we'll have another episode of next week. Uh, we're gonna close out with some more of Jimmy's music. Can't you see there's nothing in my way? Can't you see there's nothing in my way? I don't believe the things you say Can't you see there's nothing in my way